This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down 127.0. And we are starting a new series. The the Nightmare Before Christmas. Which is the 2023 remake of Dead Space. Today I have with me Matt. Hello friends. Yeah, this is one of the newer games we've played. Yeah, this came out in January... Of this year, I yeah, think. Yeah, I, I think January. Um, the original Dead Space came out in 2008 on the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 of all places. That's that's how old that game is. Um, Not realize it had been 15 years. Yeah, yeah, 15 solid years. Um, but yeah, uh, man, Dead Space. That's um talking about my history with that game um that was you know 2008 let's talk about 2008 2008 was like a crazy good year for video games if i remember correctly um and dead space was definitely one of them i you know that was whenever i was still like subscribing to like game informer and stuff like that and, and still reading about them and of course like oh dead space is like this is like the new Resident Evil, you know? And I was totally on board, bought that game day one, bought it on PlayStation 3. I remember, I, I, and I don't have it anymore. I was about to say, I think I may still have my copy, but I, I don't. I think I sold it. Um, I do still have my... I definitely still have my PS3 version. I still have my PS3 version of Dead Space 2 and 3, though. So, which we already done for Phoenix Down, which is, I guess, is carrying over to our... Our theme this year of uh, uh, remakes and remasters and spiritual successors and sequels. I think it was it was Triple S is what it was, not R. But um, sequel yeah. spinoffs and spiritual successors. Bingo! Thank you. See the the guy who's been on a hiatus for a month knows more than I do. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're playing. I've been, I've been back in the back in the dead space though. That's for sure. Oh gosh, yeah, man. This is like Dead Space One was was like one of those modern. This is one of my favorite games of all time. You know, like it, it, Dead Space One will never beat out like Metal Gear Solid or Resident Evil Two or Diablo Two for me. But if you want to think back, like, hey, what some of the best games you've ever played? Dead Space is probably one of them, guaranteed. It definitely has a special place, right? It. it... I mean, it wasn't like quite like the first time you see 
Resident Evil or Metal Gear Solid, but it it was definitely unique. It's got a you know a, a very clear goal. It's a very specific kind of aesthetic to it. You know, pulling in maybe a little bit of the Event Horizon feel with the Resident Evil gameplay. So I I don't know. It was a really nice mix of things that I liked when it came out and it was just you know there hadn't really been something quite like it before there was so many really cool things about dead space that i'd never seen in the game before like that's that's one of the things like you know what one of the themes of of uh some of my favorite games of all time are games that i that have something that i never experienced before you know metal gear solid was like one of the first like cinematic games i ever played you know resident evil 2 was like I love Resident Evil, but Resident Evil 2, like, took everything to 11. Like, just cranked it up. And I was like, man, this is, like, you can't, how can you beat Resident Evil 2? You can't. You can't. You know? I mean, you can with Resident Evil 2 Remake. I mean, but, you know, that's that's another topic for discussion. But, you know, like, it was, there's always those things of, like, I've never seen this before. Dead Space did it. Dead Space was the first game I've ever played where you did not have a HUD. Your HUD was everything on your character. Your health bar. World. Mm-hmm. Your health bars on your character. Your ammo number is whatever you pull up your gun, it pops up on like this little little holographic screen. Um, everything that you need is in the environment. So and 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 you clearly can see this stuff. Um and I thought that was just brilliant how they did that. And then there was also the, you know, we were kind of used to games kind of, you know, shoot, shoot, shoot the zombie till they fall down kind of thing. This game had like this, this memberment system where you, you actually succeed better by strategically cutting off limbs on the enemies rather than just shooting them until they're dead. You know, also weapons that take advantage of that, and also weapons that aren't just rifles and rocket launchers. Yeah, it's not. Here's right. your pistol. Him here's your shotgun. And up en- engineering weapons is cool. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the engineering cool. tools. You know, making weapons out of them. <laughs> exactly, because you're an engineer. You're you're just a regular dude. So, and that's that. I, it was it was very appealing and all that stuff. Now, the one thing. The one thing I, I, I that always irked me a little bit about Dead Space One was the silent protagonist, and they've changed that. They changed it in Dead Space Two. They changed it in Three, and then they changed it for the remake. So Isaac Clark, the guy you're playing as in the first Dead Space, he was a silent protagonist and never said a word. And I was thinking it just it always kind of took me out of it because. One of the things that always got me about video games especially is if you, you, you have a character that doesn't say anything when stuff's going down, which is like why I loved Resident Evil 2 Remake, Resident Evil 4 Remake, because they were they had they had that little extra. We talked about it whenever we did Resident Evil 4. Like, like there's those situations where he, he says something that you know, it just adds a little bit more flavor to the game. And that, I never got that it, with the original. It's Death not Space. a limitation or anything, though, right? It's a very clear decision. For for me, it it stems from the the Half Life days, right? The idea that if the protagonist is silent, you can better pretend that you're him. Sure, sure. Right. That's that's the that's the logic, right? There's no other reason for them to be silent. Not you know, not yeah. 
PS3 era and newer, right? It's not like there's limitations on how much voice you could put in a game these days. Right. But I don't know. Like, uh, that always kind of hurt me about it was that he didn't talk in the first game. It's but, weird given all the shit that happens to this guy. Yeah. Man, the, the going back and experiencing Dead Space 1 for the first time. Man, that was that was awesome because, like, you know, you got this, you know, your crazy space station or space. This is actually a spaceship, and it's covered with these, these freaking zombie-looking monsters. But then the first time you actually spacewalk, and I was like, "What? Like, I can I'm actually in space right now in a vacuum, and I and how disorienting it is to like, you know, I'm now upside down, but I'm still not." You know, the way they handled that stuff, I was like, man, I can't believe they did this in a video game. And they, they do it so well. Dead Space 2 especially did it really well. But I'm curious yeah, if they... It's weird. That I, this might be the most nostalgic I've gotten for a game this recent. Even over Resident Evil 4? I mean, Resident Evil, like, Resident Evil 4 originally came out well before... Dead Space 1. Sure. I can't think of a game more recent than Dead Space that I've been more nostalgic for. Just playing this game, I'm like, holy crap, this is... I feel like I'm playing it again for the first time. Yeah. And yeah. I, there's been a lot of great remakes and a lot of great games, but I can't think of one newer than Dead Space that that's really had that sense of awe, like, oh man, I, I remember the first time I played this. I'm trying to think, and I haven't replayed, maybe something like, yeah, we've already we've already redone Mass Effect, so I don't think I would get that same vibe. Um, maybe if we redid a super polished version of Dragon Age, I might feel that way, but when did Dragon Age come out? Oh, nine, I think. So right around the same time, yeah, that would be newer. Yeah. Oh nine, and that, maybe. that might be a game where I'd be like, "Oh, I remember how awesome this was," but I can't think of a more recent game that's been more impactful. Witcher three. Yeah. I think. I just think I love The Witcher three, though. It's not. I really... do too. I'm just wondering, like, if if a remake would even. I mean, I guess just playing any game again might induce that feel. Sure. Here, I, I think it's it's a it was a weird juxtaposition for me, thinking like, oh man, I, I love I love how immersed I am in this and reminiscing on the original game, and then on the other hand, thinking like, isn't this just the original game? Does it look just like the original game, or is this the way the original game looked in my mind? Um. So you know, I, I don't know. Witcher Three was awesome. I just I wonder if just playing it again versus playing a remake would it would it feel any different? Would it feel probably newer? not? Yeah, probably not. I don't know. There were definitely some things you could smooth out about that. Oh, about that game, most certainly. <laughs> most certainly, Although they did. They 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 took those massive leaps over. You know, I don't know that I would ever. Well, maybe The Witcher 1. I mean, if you could play The Witcher 1 and it was, like, super decked out, you know, in 
in new graphics and really, really smooth gameplay, and it lost all the jank of the first game. Well, might that be a game where you're like, oh crap, wow, this is way better than I remember it being. Matt, you can definitely know. do that in the near future because they're working on a remake to The Witcher One. Hey, really? Yeah. <laughs> I have missed that. I'm pretty sure they are. Will be interesting. But um, yeah. But yeah, Dead Space. I mean, I bought that game day one when it um when it came out. Absolutely adored it. Fell in love with it. You know, because it, it, I, th- I think during that time there wasn't many horror games coming out around that time. That you know, you had Fear around that time. You had um, would you consider Bioshock a horror game? I don't think it really is. Yeah, I mean, hard to say, right? It's 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 not as prototypical, but it definitely has that creepiness and it has that sure danger around any corner type of mentality. So, it, it I guess it just hit at the perfect time for me. I was like, yeah, I'm I'm all on board on this Dead Space game. Uh, do you like the name Dead Space? Because I figured it would be like mean, a, a play on words, but you don't. Nobody uses the term "dead space." Maybe the dead of space. I've heard that term before, or maybe the dead of night. Yeah, dead of night. I don't know. Dead space. Yeah, you'd think if it was some kind of like if they had if they shoehorned a little pseudoscience in here, you know, like an event horizon, like oh, it came back from dead space. Yeah. Something like that. You know, you don't really get that kind of an explanation here. I feel like... It's a different explanation. It just comes off as kind of like, you know, like, what kind of a name is Resident Evil? That sounds stupid. <laughs> it's, it's kind of like that a little bit. Like, it, it takes place it in space. It nothing, you know, it, it's, it's gained its meaning from the game rather than, like, associating meaning to something that already existed. Right. Yeah. Like, Resident Evil, yeah, it means nothing in the abstract. Now it means the game series, right? It's now it's an iconic name, even though it was nothing before. I think Dead Space is actually a pretty iconic name. Not as big as Resident Evil, but I would say, you know, if you say Dead Space, most people kind of perk up a little bit. Oh, oh yeah, Dead Space. That was always a good series. Dead Space had a falling out, unfortunately, with three. I don't think three was very well received. Um, and 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 three. I mean, we played it together. I mean, when you got somebody else with you, it's not really scary. Um, on top of that, it did turn into kind of like an action game a little bit. It's the Resident Evil route. Yeah, kind of. But then Resident Evil went back. It went back to its roots. I know you you still have yet to play it, but Resident Evil 7 is is straight up survival horror again. You need to play that game. Seven is almost like too scary for me to play. Seven is so good, though. I'm still, I, you know, I'm still thinking about where I'm stuck in that game of me hiding in boxes and around corners while this shrieking ladies zooming around looking for me. Wait, how far did you make it in seven? I'm gonna guess somewhere around a quarter of the way through it. Did you make Maybe it out of the three house? Three hours in. Yeah, I made it out of the house. I think I went to some other building, and I'm being chased by a woman. Oh, the mother? Yeah. The mother, yeah. Oh, man, it's so good. Resident Evil 7 is so good. But, um, 
Yeah, we're not talking about that. We're talking about this space. So what what about you? Did you did you in two thousand eight did you buy this game day one? Pretty sure I did buy it day one. I don't actually remember the anticipation for it. But I, I do remember the aesthetic and I remember like the the box art and just, you know, before I even knew anything about the game, just seeing that just seeing literally his helmet with the blue light. I'm like, I don't know what this is, but it looks cool. Oh, that wasn't the box art. No, nah, you're thinking of Death Space 2. What is the box art for the first one? Death Space 1 is a floating severed hand in space. That's it's yeah. So the cool thing about that box That's art true. for two is really cool. If you actually examine the box art for two, it's, it's that 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 helmet. If you look closely, you can actually see his eyes in the helmet. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. It's actually really neat how they did that. But uh, yeah, you know, I remember loving Dead Space One. I, I love the aesthetic of it. Um. The only the, the biggest thing that killed me about the game was I felt like it was too Gamey. repetitive in structure. Yeah, and the way that it, I just my overriding feeling playing it was you could have had two levels here or fifty levels here, and it doesn't really matter. You're just going to keep looping back to the same place. Something else is going to go wrong, and then you're going to go solve it. So it felt to me less like a cohesively built narrative and more like uh, how much time do we have and how many pieces can we stick together in this chain so so yeah, all right in that same vein though resident evil 2 is kind of like that right so if you go you're in this police station and you always go back to your hub area right but you've now solved something you've got a key or you've got something else um Dead Space was kind of like that, right? It, it was just like you always had these breaks where you had to go back to the tram station. I, I don't know. For, for I, Maybe. I, I guess I haven't really analyzed the structure of Resident Evil 2 in a while. But, you know, for me, I'm like, oh, you've got the police station. You've got the city. You've got back alleys. You've got all these different areas that, you know, you, you're out exploring a city. Here, I, I just felt like... It didn't have that kind of level design where you're unlocking a door and all of a sudden now you've got shortcuts. It was just go do something and then go back to the tram and then go do something and go back to the tram. It, I don't I don't know why I felt it more with this game. You know, maybe it did have a similar structure to Resident Evil. I just I felt it very strongly the first time I played Resident Evil One or Dead Space One. So I noticed that you have you, you sent me two pictures. You sent me a picture of. Death Space 1, 2008, and you sent me a, a picture of the 2023 version and was comparing how they looked. So have you... Not particularly did, well synced up, but... Did you did you play... How, how far did you make it into the 2008 one? They only played through the, the opening. Okay. Just to re reminisce on what it looks like and also to try and do it in a, a more similar setting, right? Because playing it on a different TV, different size TV, different resolution TV, and playing the PS3 version would have been a very different experience. So I'm, I guess my, my biggest, um, 
strange decision for this playthrough is that uh, I'm excited to be playing it on Game Pass, but I haven't been able to ease into a good playing setup for this game. So I have my new laptop, which is mostly what I've been doing Game Pass on. Mm-hmm. But it can't run this game very well, even though it's a brand new laptop, not really a gaming laptop, so maybe that's not surprising, but it it can't run it very well. It, okay. It's pretty stuttery. So I'm playing this on my really old PC at this point, which is like the last time I updated it was maybe six years ago. And it's running it much more smoothly than my brand new laptop, which is still kind of funny to me. Um, and it runs it pretty smoothly, and it looks great. But uh, because of that, you know, I figured, well, if you could play that, I could definitely play the 2008 version. So I just popped them both up onto my computer just to see how they compare to each other on the same monitor, same settings, same game service even. Quite different. Different, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm playing on my Series X, so... And that's that's where I probably should be playing it, but I've got that down in the bedroom where I'm not going to have much access to it because it's the only disc player we've got in the bedroom. Gotcha. Um, so I, I probably should have just moved that out and it would have solved all my problems, but I decided to try to sort it out on this computer, which means this computer's so old, I actually don't have any way to Bluetooth into it, so I'm playing this with a keyboard and mouse. Whoa. Rather than a controller. And so it's awkward playing it with a keyboard and mouse it's yeah. pretty awkward mm. yeah so I'm, i haven't maybe given myself the optimal setup here but i'm getting used to it. i had to actually the reason i didn't play farther in 2008 is because the controls are all different even though it's l- almost literally the same game the controls are so different i'm like i'm gonna mess myself up on the new game if I keep playing the old game. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it was interesting playing, you know, playing only the, the few chapters in we are in, in 2023, but then going back and playing a little bit of the 2008 game. And also the other thing I've been playing just, uh, just the intro of really is the Callisto protocol, just because that has some ties into dead space as well. Yeah. I think, um, did they bring some of the devs from Dead Space original? Yeah, it's the original producer or writer or director. I don't know if it's the same devs, but it's definitely one of the key one of the key people from the original Dead Space. Yeah. Moved over to make this as a again almost as a spiritual successor. Sure. I have never played the Callisto Protocol. I honestly don't really have a desire to. I don't know why. I, I guess because people were kind of down on that game. So, I don't know. It's kind of setup where I feel like, all right, it, it's probably not that bad, right? You're probably you're saying, all right, it's not as good as Dead Space. It feels like a ripoff of Dead Space. I don't know. I haven't gotten very far into it. All I can say is it, it looks good, and that's about it. Well, then... The then all of a sudden the A comes out and says, "Yeah, we're just doing a Dead Space remake." So yeah, you can't have the space we're reclaiming it exactly. So that's 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 kind of what they did, and so far I think this is a uh, 
It's really good. Now, I will say this. Maybe I've just become desensitized to it. I haven't really got scared in this game yet. I haven't either. I I think it's just because I'm expecting it now. I think it's because, yeah, I think that's part of it. The other half for me is that I feel pretty well-armed in this game. As much as this is a survival horror, I don't feel that real limitation on ammo that you do in some of... That's what makes some of those games scary. Sure. It's just that when you know you don't have enough to, to win the next battle or you might not have enough. Yeah. I feel like I've just been blasting everybody here and having a great time doing it. So have you... So I, I am playing... I have to I have to say this. So I'm playing on the normal difficulty. And I'm, I'm also playing... I'm just using the plasma cutter. Intentionally just using the plasma cutter? Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah, any other weapons that I've purchased or, or found, I just sold. <laughs> I'm... I Well, so there... <laughs> I don't care about it, but there's an achievement for for beating the game just using the plasma cutter. So I'm going for that, but I'm also like, I don't need another weapon. The I actually pl- don't like the other weapons nearly as much. Like I, I remember the line gun. I used to love the line gun. But I'm waiting for that one. But other than that, the plasma cutter is 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 just as good as any other weapon in the game. If you ask me, with the exception maybe the explosive weapons. Most of the ones we picked up so far, I feel are actively less good than the plasma cutter. Yeah, because the whole point of of the game is is dismembering them, and with a machine gun, it's kind of hard to do. So many times so far in this game, I've been unloading full clips, you know, trying to aim at the legs and then at the spindly arms. But I just feel like I'm unloading, I'm unloading, and they take it to the face, they come right up to me, and they still hit me. And like, this never happens with a plasma plasma cutter. It's just, it's four shots for me, usually, a plasma cutter. Yep. Two to the legs to drop them, two to the arm to kill them. Yep. I just, I... I can't get you could do that. You can do the four good shots in like I don't know, two seconds. But with the machine gun I feel like I'm unloading on them for ten seconds and they're still coming right up through it. So I'm getting hit. Um using you know, it's less precise because their blood and guts are flying everywhere. I can't even see what's happening. So I, I haven't I, I haven't felt ammo restricted in this game, but I have had a couple of points where I've been hit so much that I've been out of health packs. Yes, I had a little bit nervous based yeah, on that. <laughs> I have ran out of health packs. Um, and some of the hits that I've been taking are just like I'm not paying attention. The um, I guess well we could talk about a little bit about the story because there's actually you know there's a little bit more story involved in this one because hey our our character actually talks, which it, it was true in the first one so. You play as Isaac Clark, who is a technician, engineer. He's a welder, basically. And he is on this, it's not even a mission, it's more of a kind of like a routine patching of this ship. 
Um, he is going specifically because his wife is on the ship doing research. So this ship is the the USS Ishimura. Is that what it's called? USG. USG Ishimura. Yep. And it is uh, what is known as a planet cracker. So I can't remember what year this takes place, but um, in the future, obviously, um, humans have begun colonizing other planets, and they've also been going to planets and harvesting you know, minerals and stuff like that. And they found a planet that was they thought was uninhabitable, and they were cracking the planet to take you know resources out of it. And they were having to have some maintenance done, so they were they wanted a crew that could do some maintenance. Well, Isaac's like, well, this is a good... I haven't seen my wife in months, so why don't I go and maybe catch up with her, you know, see her, and then also do a job on the ship. So we, uh, yeah, we're, we're on this, this small vessel headed that way. And when we get there, um, well, there's nobody around. So... Uh, because nobody's around, um, we weren't able to dock safely. So we had a kind of a crash landing and I like how that's like the first thing too. you know, as soon as you're coming up on the ship, they're like, Hey, there's no lights. What's going on down there? It's very, you know, I, I guess at this point, there's a lot of stories that are kind of start like that with, with a derelict ship, but it's always for me just kind of like titillating to be like, what happened here? Right. I'm Where curious. Did everybody go? Yeah, I'm curious of how long it took for this to happen, because obviously they, they, I don't know how long it took them to get here, but um, they somebody had sent out, hey, we need repairs done. So, I would say maybe a week, possibly. I don't know. A week, don't, maybe yeah. two. But um, we get there. And like I said, we had to crash land. So uh, one of the crew members is injured, got a broken leg, I think. And uh, uh, so we have two security personnel, one of which is the captain. We have the tech specialist. And we have, oh no, we have three security specialists. And then we have a tech specialist and we have um, Isaac. And... Um, one of the security specialists gets injured and stays back on the ship. Said, "Well, hey, we'll 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 bring a medic out to take a look at you. We'll have to go figure out what's going on first. So it's Isaac, tech lady, security captain, and then other other security. Say say that again. Apparently, it's Kendra Daniels. Kendra is the the dark haired girl, and then like the. The chief is Zach Hammond. Okay. And then there's Chin, who is a security guy. Aiden Chin. Yeah. Which, and, I don't know that they use the names all that much in this game, so I don't know that it matters all that much. Well, Aiden doesn't make it too far. He's, he's the first one to, to go. I, I, I guess I forgot quite how quickly 
things just go to shit in this game, oh, yeah. right? It's not like you're investigating the ship and eventually you uncover things, you know, two minutes out of the ship and they're already you're already getting attacked. Well, yeah. So what happens is, is we get there and there's nobody around, like there's no welcoming party or anything like that, and we go through the the, the you know the checkpoint. Well, everything's closed down because supposedly the ship has been quarantined because of some kind of infection or, or something has been spotted on the, in the, in the environment. So it shuts down quarantine. Well, they're like, Isaac, can you get this thing where we can go and find some people? So while we're doing that, we're separated from the rest of the team. They get attacked. One of the, the, the necromorphs as they're called appears and kills chin straight up just murders him and then so what Hammond and and what's the other girl's name Kendra Kendra they they flee run off and uh we're kind of left there by ourselves and they're like okay well we need to we need to get out of here so that's that's our first like you're unarmed so you don't know what to do so uh, and these monsters are coming after you just run just run so we get separated farther from them and we're like, okay, well, we're here, and Isaac's over here. We'll try to meet back up. Well, in this process of running away, um, we're able to find the, our first weapon, which is the plasma cutter. So, I like that. I like that both of the the chase scenes in the 2008 and the 23 version end that same way, where you get onto the elevator. And then yeah. one of them busts through the door, so you get a nice, your first real nice close up, I think. Yeah. And then the door shuts and like cuts them in half. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. So, uh, yeah, we find the plasma cutter as our first weapon. Um, and I mean, like I said, it, it's it's a plasma cutter. It's 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 a mechanic tool. And so um, Isaac's like, all right, well, and you know. He, he's he, we're finding audio logs and and people are writing on the walls with blood and saying you got to cut off their limbs you know just shooting them doesn't do anything so uh we got our we got our first idea so the first thing that i noticed in this game was okay it looks great this game is dark if you do not have your gun up with using the flashlight you do not see anything and I was like, man, this is like hardcore dark. There are some weird rooms where I feel like I went into the room and it was pitch black. And the only thing you can see is like the lights on the walls mm-hmm. to orient yourself. But then something would happen and, and all of a sudden it would be lighter. I don't think like the the environmental sensors detected me and turned the lights on. I don't, I don't know what it was. Mostly it was small rooms, like little uh, storage closets and stuff. I think it's but, just because it's, you know, you don't want to be aiming your gun trying to look around there. You think they just do it as like a ease of ease of gameplay? Yeah. It's like they want they want you to know how dark it is, but once you realize how dark it is, they make it a little lighter so that you can move around. Yeah. There's a couple of times where like you have to like divert power from the lights to something else so you can get through a door. And those it'll get pretty dark whenever you do that. Which is interesting, you know, talking about not being scared because, 
you know, ostensibly, first first look, the game's way scarier. Like the the enemies are scarier. The the darkness makes it scarier. The the sound is great. And that makes it scarier. Like all these things should make it scarier, but it doesn't feel as scary as the first time I played it. No, the original. I remember in the original one of the scariest things for me. So Dead Space, <clears throat> Dead Space has a great you know sound design, and they also have a really good like horror music. The problem is, is that that horror music will kick in and takes away all scariness. But there's one part in the original Dead Space, and I haven't ran into it, and I don't think I will, because I think it happens early on, where you're going down a hallway, and you're turning a corner, and there's no music, no sound, really, or anything like that. And when you turn that corner, there's already, like, a necromorph, like, probably six feet away from you, just, like, hauling ass towards you and that always scared me and this is like oh god because there was no there was no no hint Warning, of, yeah. yeah hint yeah. of it at all um and it hasn't happened in this game and i i wish i could I, maybe i need to load up the, the original dead space again and 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 check and see if i can get to that part part because i really remember that and it always stuck out to me but yeah, um that 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 type of encounter and uh, just the fact that they're almost busting through the vents. Yeah, you know, just just generally the way they come at you always. I remember from the first game was somewhat terrifying because yeah, they they might bum rush you, but they also might drop in right behind you, and so it always had me kind of like looking over my shoulder. I feel like they've done that. I don't remember if it was as as clear, but there are so many times in this game where. An enemy will drop through a vent in front of me, and I'll be like, "All right, symmetry." I know that one also dropped behind me. Yeah, and so trying to manage the one that you can't see until you can turn around and fight it has been one of the maybe slightly more interesting parts of some of the combat encounters in this game so far. Yeah, it, so I feel like a lot of times I'm like, I can't stop and shoot the one in front of me because if I stop, the one behind me is going to get me. So I almost have to advance on the thing I want to run away from because I, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, position myself the right way between these two enemies. Yeah. that It has that feeling kind of like you've gotten Resident Evil four where, yeah, I was going to say not, not to the same degree, but they give you an incentive to rush in and rush yes, forward. Yes. It, it, it has that, you have that feeling of I'm armed to the teeth, but there's just so many and they're all around me. You know what I mean? So I feel like Dead Space feels a lot like Resident Evil 4 in that sense of it's not necessarily scary, but it's frantic. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Did Did the first game do that as clearly? Because I, I, yeah. I don't remember that type of detail of the game to know if when one dropped in front of you, one often dropped behind you at the same time. Yeah, I remember being kind of like freaked out I'm 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 paying attention to this guy in front of me, and I was I didn't totally am not realizing there was a guy behind me, and I get hit from behind. I'm like, oh god, and I have to turn around, and it's and, just thinking about it more because I know it's a thing that the game has always done. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what's what's actually happening. Um, and the, but the good thing is they they give you tools, right? So they give you the, the stasis, the stasis. Man, I over abuse that so much. Even whenever it's just yeah. one dude, I'm like, no. <laughs> uh, take my time and line this shot up. <laughs> That's right. 
I I love the stasis in this game. Um, but the, the, yeah, they give you the tools. You got that guy in front of you. Okay, well he's I'm going to stasis him and turn around and deal with this other guy, you know, first, you know, and then by the time I'm done with him, the other guy will be unfrozen, and now I can deal with him. So it's they they give you the tools to handle that those type of situations. Sometimes they happen. Some sometimes they happen. You forget. Sometimes they happen and. It, there's just one too many that you got to deal with. So I feel like there's a, there, there is a balance there. I don't think it's as well polished as Resident Evil 4's balances because Resident Evil 4's balance is like master class. Every time I ended an encounter, I was like by the skin of my teeth. This game, I feel like I've still got plenty of ammo after an encounter. I may be low on health, but my my ammo shoot. I could I could I could wreck this whole ship. So, but they do it. They do a good job of it. So, like once you once you get rid of any other guns, because I was picking up ammo, like when I had the the pulse rifle in my inventory, I was picking up pulse rifle ammo. But once I sold it and put it put it out of my inventory. It, it like none of the ammo dropping was pulse ammo. Pulse. Ammo. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, so, I would actually go sell all mine now. I'm just, I don't know if I'd be able to get my nodes back. That's a good question. I don't know. Can you remove nodes? I don't know. Sure. Hmm. To look into that though, because I, I put some into like the. Well, because the the first upgrade for every weapon was damage, I think, or maybe not every single weapon, but most of them. And yeah. I just kind of felt that all right, that's a that's an obvious one. I, if I'm going to use any of these weapons, I want it to do a little bit more damage, definitely. Sure. So I put like one note into everything. Um, but uh, I'd rather just not have the flamethrower or not have the um the ripper, the ripper saw with the one that shoots the saw blades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, get the plasma cutter. And um, we we meet back up with the crew, but not fully. So we're separated from a wall and a door that we can't unlock yet. But they're they're at the tram area, and we got to get the tram running. So maybe we can find some personnel somewhere that's not dead or turned into a monster. Um, so we kind of get our first objective of, you know, let's, let's get the tram running. So we got to repair the tram and that's like, I, I'll be honest with you. It, it kind of, I don't know what happened, but when we had to pull those, those arms to, to replace the tram, I just, my, my brain completely forgot that I had stasis that I had to use on it. Yeah. And I just kept pulling it and I'm like, what the hell's going on? I'm like, am I doing something wrong? But yeah, you got to use it. Yeah, that's, that, that's the thing about stasis too that I love, and, and maybe it's a minor thing, but in the same way that I really like that the weapons are just engineering tools, I love the fact that the stasis you're using it for both offensive and like puzzle solving uses. Yes, right. It's not like 
it, it could have been totally separate, but I, I feel like the fact that you use it in multiple ways, multiple scenarios, just makes it feel maybe more a part of the world and in keeping with the engineering theme of the game. I, I don't know. It's something about it and the, the dual use of it that I really like. Yeah. Yeah, me too. That we get the tram fixed so uh, the the rest of the guys can use it. They're going to go to another part of the ship. We'll meet back up. Cool. Now, I, I, after that fixing it, now I can use the tram. Um, And we need to get the captain's suit rig. I think that's what they're called, rigs. Because it has security clearance. And, well, we, you know, we have this massive technology. We can... We can search for his bio code and find out, oh, the captain is dead. All right. Well, what now? Well, we got to go find his body so we can get that security clearance. His body's in the morgue. Of course it is. Apparently he was one of the first ones to die. And so we have to go to the morgue. Um... And they give you a little bit of flavor here because, I, and I don't think I remember this from the first game, um, like the holograms where you can like watch them, and there's there's a lot more push for Isaac's wife in this, like what she was doing on the ship. I don't remember this from the original game. I mean, I I kind of remember it. I can't tell if there's more or not here. It definitely seems more vibrant, but I can't tell if it's just. The additional voice acting and now getting it for another time means it's cemented and it's clearer now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely you feel that kind of sense of isolation here with the two the two people you're with. Um, but I like even in the even in the intro cinematic when you, you're, you're talking about that you're looking, uh, you know, you're looking for your wife and it's you know it's it's his sort of alternative motive for being there reason for being there right i think it it gives it a nice grounded kind of personal touch he's not just the repairman yeah right it gives him more of a you know personal stakes emotional stakes so yeah we go into the the morgue area i guess i guess she was she was like a medical examiner or what, Nicole? Yeah. Yep. One of the senior medical officers. Okay. And we get the, like the hologram of her like, oh, well, something has happened on this ship. There's people that are infected with some kind of disease or, or something, and it's turning them into these monsters. And we see her like having to deal with that and, and, and discovering it, basically. Um, it seems like they give you, uh, I've noticed it a couple of times, they give you like these optional objectives, like, you know, finding her office that was hidden kind of thing. Like, I yeah. think, I think that's just an optional objective. I don't, I don't remember the optional objectives in the original game. Now I know Dead Space 3 had them because I remember me and you went and did like, you know, some optional stuff. Maybe Dead Space 2 had them. I can't remember. Um, I don't remember him in, in, Dead Space 1 either. 
yeah, I, I don't remember these. So they've they've add, it seems like they've added some of this stuff. I'm trying to imagine if because you know like you go back and you play Resident Evil One remake, which we did on this show, and you know I I had played Resident Evil One so many times that I had that mansion memorized, right? But the mem- the minute you went to a new area, you're like, oh, whoa, this is a whole new, yeah. whole new <laughs> game, basically. I'm still waiting on that, and the problem is I don't know if I'll recognize it when it happens because I don't necessarily remember the the moment to moment bits of Dead Space One. And also, if there's one knock on the aesthetic of Dead Space One, is it's it's a lot of corridors yeah. and a lot of metal grating. Yeah. So I don't I don't I don't know. I would I would hope and think that they have added more things to it. I know that they definitely made everything feel a little bit more connected because if I remember correctly from the first game, every chapter break was get back on the tram and go to a new location. And this game, I've been on the tram multiple times in the same chapter. And I'm like, okay, so well, I've is... also gone area to area without using the tram, which is exactly. super cool. Yeah, exactly. So I, I feel like they have improved that some. Like, but yeah, I, my... For me, that's huge. I mean, that was the number one thing that bothered me in, in the first game, and, and that's much, much improved. So, yep, got the tram. We're going to the morgue. Got to find the captain's body. Of course, we're going to run into plenty of necromorphs on the way because, well, it's the morgue. Um, reach the captain's body and get his rig. Um, as we're doing that, we get attacked by the the winged creatures that that actually turn them into necromorphs. So. This winged creature stabs the body of the captain and turns him into one, and now he's running around trying to kill us. It, it, correct me if I'm wrong. Pretty quick transformation. Yeah, very quick. Was he harder to kill than the regular ones? Did it feel I that way to so. you? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Either that or it's just that he was so much closer when he started, but I think he was also harder to kill. Yeah. I think and also there's too. another one that comes in right after him. Yeah, that, that the entire morgue gets kind of covered up with them. I think there's like five of them in all. But, um, and we're also introduced to like the little baby ones that have the three tentacles that shoot stuff at you. I can't stand those stupid things. I never liked them in the game, but I like what they did in the game. You know, just, just similarly, hey, it's got three stalks, you need to shoot two of them off. Yeah. And they could be horizontal or vertical, so you need to alternate your shot to to have the best chance of, uh, of of sort of decapitating it or cutting through the appendage right what's the alternating shot for the pulse rifle uh isn't it like a, sh- shotgun, a shotgun blast yeah. yeah i think so can't remember like every weapon has like an alternate fire but um yeah I think I think I'm skipping ahead because after we get the tram running, don't we go back to the ship, our ship, to check on the the other security person? Doesn't go well. No, does not. Uh, we we get attacked on the ship, 
and then the ship blows up and now we go we're stuck here <laughs> and it's just us three now so we're like okay well I guess we're going to go back into the into the ship so we go back in then we go find the, the captain's body that's what happens yeah so now we the only the only way to go is go further into it. And that's the, the Captain's Body, the Morgan, all that stuff's chapter two. Um I'm trying to imagine like we, we go through because there's a part where we have to like blow up some debris. And I think that's the end of chapter two. Yeah, I think that's the end of chapter two. Um, going into chapter three, but we have to go get like the charges for it, and then go get the actual explosive, and they're t in two different locations in this area. Yes, yeah, one thing this game really likes to do is to say you you have an objective, and there are two to four pieces you need to go do in order to have what you need for your objective. Yeah, and and I think they give you the option of going wherever you want, go. You know, you got to go left and right. Which one you going to do first? You know, the game will still tell you which one you can go do, at least give you some direction. But you can choose to go to the other one first. In fact, I think I did that. I kept going. I kept bringing up my little line radar thing, and being like, "I'll go there in a minute." And I kept going the other way, and I got the objective complete. I was like, "Oh, I didn't even know this was an objective." But all right. I mean that that's my standard video game logic. If the game's telling me to go left, I'm going to go right first and see what what they don't want me to see over on this side. Exactly. Cuz there's, you know, there's always something you can find. You know, there's there's those semiconductors that you can sell for a good amount of money or you might find some ammo or a new weapon or something like that, you know. At this point in the game where I am right now, I must have a lot because I have not found one of those areas to sell them and upgrade your weapons and rig in quite a while I, I ran into I, the stores I find stores more than I do the, the 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 bench where you can upgrade Um, I need a store is what I need I've got a lot of my actually my whole inventory is full of credits or if not credits the uh you know, the gold and the bronze semiconductors. Right. Yeah, definitely do that. And I was able to upgrade my rig once. So I've got the level two rig, I think now. I had enough money for that. That was key just for the extra inventory spaces. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you get like one extra uh, health point, I think. Oh, yeah. I think so. Doing that. And, you know, obviously you can find these nodes where you can put them into both your weapons or your rig to, you know, do more damage or hold more capacity. Or with the rig, you can upgrade your health or your your oxygen uh, storage. Yeah, I tend not to upgrade my rig so much because I feel like oxygen increase and stasis increase aren't as valuable as weapon damage increase. Yeah. Do you 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I like because see, the thing is, is like you want those health increases, right? But in order to get the health increases, you got to go to air first, and you got to go to freaking stasis first. And is it worth sinking all those nodes in? I don't know because I the way I feel it is anytime you're in an area where you need oxygen, they've usually got like an oxygen refill station, and the same thing with stasis. If you have to use it for a puzzle, they almost always give you a recharge station there so that you don't get stuck and, and un- unable to progress through the puzzle. So maybe it's still useful to do it because the more you have, the more you can bank on it in combat. Yeah. Well, the stasis but, is not necessarily more stasis charges. It is how long something stays in stasis. And I feel like if it's a puzzle and I miss it, I'll just go back, recharge and do it again. And you know, I, Sure. I also like freezing enemies. Yeah, I I do too. Here's the thing that gets me. So I put a node into my health for my rig, and then I got to level two, and I don't think any of those nodes carry over. That is is a strong incentive not to upgrade the rig. (laughs) I know. I know. It's not like was it the first game that had the the bonus like the Dragon Age armor? No, that was uh, two. That was two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was two. They had like all different kinds of like you know you had the security specialist armor and you had the the um, like ultimate armor and they had all these weird ones. I'm sure they probably added that stuff to this game too. So probably gonna look out for that stuff yeah i wasn't sure I'm, i assumed it would be like new game plus type of yeah this game bonuses this game's big on new game plus all of them have always kind of been that way i don't i can't remember which dead space it was where isaac has the gun that's just his finger and he goes bang 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 every time he... <laughs> that was always a fun one that's awesome but, um, but yeah, uh, going into chapter three, I, I did not make it farther into chapter three. I think I maybe probably got like 15 minutes into chapter three, got to the thing, the first like save point because it's right after you do that space walk, right? For the first time, yeah. are you going to zero gravity? And then it turns into a space walk because, you know, everything blows up and you you don't have any oxygen. I liked how they set up some of that stuff. So like when you were going down this corridor, you see that they have a oxygen refilling station. I'm like, why do I need oxygen? <laughs> I'm, I'm in an oxygenated area and then boom. No, you don't. <laughs> Yeah, they they set up a lot of good stuff there. I can't I, I can't remember the end of chapter two going into chapter three. Yeah, I I I, th- I think the part where you had to blow up the barricade was actually earlier in chapter two because I think you had to do that to get to the morgue. Get to the morgue, I think that's right. And and I think that's why they said because somebody makes a comment that you know they were probably trying to keep something in in the morgue. Yeah. That's it. 
and then then after that you do the spacewalk because you're trying to what are you trying to do you're trying to do reconnect something i can't remember what it was because you, you remember you had what to... was it that we needed the the captain's codes for yeah i can't remember because i know like you you had to do that spacewalk where you had to go down way down Because you remember, you go back, you go back to where your ship was docked, and now it's all blown up, and you have to go past it, and then down deeper into the ship. I can't remember what we were doing to for us to go down there. Oh man, I can't. I, I don't remember. We we never said we were professional podcasters, so it's, it's fine. <laughs> It's fine. Anyway, we we make it into chapter three, and I, I kind of stopped. We did make it through chapter two. Yeah, yeah, we can make it into yeah, and I, that's that's kind of where I stopped. Um, one of the cool things I, I, I liked about this one, especially, is every time you load the game up, it's already there. Like you're in the menu, right? And the background is where you last saved. And it kind of just zooms out, and you're back into the game. Back in, yeah. Yeah, those are always really cool. And when you're in the shop, everything is in-game. So there's no menu where you you pause, right? Because I know for a fact there's been times in Dead Space where I'm shopping and selling stuff, and I get attacked. <laughs> I can tell you that's been probably my least favorite experience so far with this game is playing it on the keyboard. Um, keyboard and mouse, I basically, to get to the menu, I'm pulling my hand off of the movement keys because I'm hitting I to open the inventory and then left and right with my right hand to navigate usually to a, a health pack so I can load it. And then my left hand is again coming off my movement keys so I can hit enter twice to select it and use it. Then I need to go back with my left hand up to hit escape so that I can then move back to the movement keys. Oof. So I'm moving like I while I'm in that menu, I can't move. I, obviously, I can't see what's going on around me or behind me, but I can't move either because I've got my hands off of those keys. And so it is a whole lot of button clicks and a whole lot of hand movement to open that menu, use a health pack, cancel out the menu and then go back to regular gameplay. So. I haven't yet been attacked while I've been trying to um, use a health pack, but I'm sure it's going to happen before the end of this game because there have been a lot of times where I've been low on health and I'm like, ah, I don't even know if I'm free, but I have to use one right now. And if I if I take an extra hit, I will. But it is a little cumbersome using the keyboard. Yeah. Do you not have like an Xbox controller? I do, and I USB'd it into the front of my PC, but I think it's a bad USB port because I can see in the corner of my computer screen, it just says controller connected, controller disconnected, controller connected, controller disconnected. Do you have so I just one think on it's the back? A... Probably, but I can't find a long enough USB cord. Mm. So I'm stuck. I'm like on my fifth best option. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, I would just use my regular Xbox controller on my laptop, but the, since it won't run it, I had to revert to the, the desktop, and 
I'm struggling with its age and its lack of accessibility and ports and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe uh maybe a Steam Deck at some point. Oh. I'm sure that can play this game well. I'm sure it can. But yeah, that's that's where I stopped. That was pretty much at the beginning of chapter three. Um we do have an email. Comes in from Dustin. And it's uh, titled The Ishimura Protocol. It says, Yo, first played Dead Space when it launched way back in 2008 and thought it was absolutely fantastic. My first and only playthrough I played on hard so and also did the one gun achievement, which wasn't as hard as it sounds since the plasma cutter is actually really good. Returning to the game via the remake, I'm definitely using all the guns available to me and playing on normal for a fun, nostalgic playthrough. I see they did add security level lockers and doors, and the story might be altered a bit, but not sure exactly what without looking it up. Honestly, my biggest takeaway from playing the first four chapters is, did this game need a remake? The original still looks good and plays great. Not really sure why this was needed. I would have loved Dead Space 4, especially since it, I got into the lore quite a bit with Dead Space 2 and Extraction. They built a cool universe with a crazy cult, and it had so much potential before 3 came out, but they could still redeem themselves with a new entry. Anyway, I don't have much to talk about. It's pretty. It's really pretty, and I don't know if it's my settings, but damn, it's dark. <laughs> I'm going to keep it that way since it makes the encounters in dark rooms a lot more frantic. Yeah. I mean, go back. It's on Game Pass if you got Game Pass, but go back and play the original Dead Space and come back to me. I think the original Dead Space looks pretty good, but, dude, it's a night and day difference. What, 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 those two? Funky, but it, but it does look good. It, it's... It's weird. It it's it looks okay, but then when you look at this game, you're like, oh, that. There's something that this game does really well about like the, the volumetric lighting and like the depth of field. Something about it, it almost feels like a like it's 3D a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's got a lot of like particles in the light. So like when I'm walking around, I can see, I can see all the particles reflecting off the light. It's something like that. Like it's almost like a film grain. That, that I don't know. It doesn't really make it feel more like a film, but it 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 makes me see the depth of the of the light better. I don't right. I don't know what it is, but it, that's a really cool thing. And and you know, I I almost whenever I think of lighting in games, I always think back to the first Splinter Cell game. Um, and I get some of those vibes here when you know you really get some really good shadows. Uh, I I almost wish there were a, a little there were sections in this game kind of like alien isolation or something where you had to hide in the shadows or something, hide from these things. Not yeah. that that's really what this game is, but it, it's so good at the lighting that, you know, it almost makes me wish you could take advantage of it and use it as a, as a gameplay piece. Yeah. There's some, there's some really cool stuff in here. Like, I mean, man, this game was really good. I think it, I think it does. Like I, I, would you say this game looks better than Resident Evil Four? Yeah, probably. I mean, it, it's tough because 
They're two totally different Again, environments. It, yeah, totally different environments. And I think it's easier to look better when you've only got that steel hallway aesthetic. So maybe it technically looks better, but I don't think it looks more appealing. Sure. Like I like looking at Resident Evil 4 more, but this seems to do a little bit more technically advanced things with the with the lighting and the environment. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think it's very visceral like when you when you you cut these dudes apart, you know what I mean? Like ugh. Yeah, I like that you get that halfway stage as well. Like you shoot them in the limb and you expose like the bloody insides of the limb before it's actually been shot off. Yeah. Yes, yeah, those those two shots are always all right, got to get him twice in the leg, otherwise <laughs> he's going to keep coming. That's, oh, man, that's, that's really good. I mean, we, we didn't even talk about the the uh, kinesis, which is a, a whole other thing. I used that a lot in the the first time I played this. Yeah, I've used it a little stuff. bit here, but yeah, I, I love the... I I love the mechanic of saving ammo by picking up and throwing environmental things, right? There's, there, I guess there's three main things, although it's cool that you can also pick up, like, limbs and throw them. Mm-hmm. But you've got, like, the, the steel rods, you've got the red explosive canisters, and you've got the blue stasis canisters. Yep. All, all of them good in, in a big fight. I love it. I love it. Cutting off, cutting off one of their arms and then grabbing it and throwing it right in their face. <laughs> it's really good. Oh man! Nah, I'm seeing though, there aren't that many big like big kill rooms. No, this game is very like claustrophobic. It, yeah, it's it's claustrophobic. Most of the fights, I think, are let's say three enemies plus or minus one. Right. You know, it's usually two or three or four enemies, and that's it. You don't get a lot of, like, rooms with, like, a dozen enemies coming at you. No, no. The the scale here is, is definitely smaller compared to Resident Evil 4. You know, like, I think in Resident Evil 4, I had, like, ten guys after me at one point. But then again, the area is a lot bigger, you know. This it, one's... Means you, it means I, I feel like I'm a lot less likely to be running, although often I do like a 10 foot sprint just to get out of the range of attacks. Right. Um, but they, they set up a lot of rooms like this though, where it's like corridors or it's like an elevated walkway. And as soon as I see an elevated walkway with two or three different sections to it and red canisters at the corners, I assume something's going to pop out and I, and I can use that canister to my advantage. But it it never really goes full action where like you're running around and picking up a canister, sprinting to the top of the platform, shooting it down into a pit. Like it doesn't have that kind of vibe to it, which is fine. It just doesn't need to. Sure. So we do a lot of elevators in this game, right? And yeah, I'm waiting on. It hasn't happened yet. It may happen. I don't think it will though. But I'm, I'm calling it. I'm still waiting on a time where the elevator's doors open and there's just one standing there in front of me. Yeah. 
I still, I still, every time have my gun out when the elevator doors open. <laughs> Me too. Similar to, uh, I don't know if it was chapter three or not, but there was one part where I died because I was like, oh, finally, I'm back to the safe area. And then I didn't even have my gun up. And then all of a sudden there was a guy on each side of me and I died quickly. Yeah. And I was like, well, I should not have assumed that the safe area was actually safe. Yeah. My they bad. Did, they, they <laughs> did that in, in, not Resident Evil, and they did that in the first Dead Space too, as well. I remember because I, I, I just think I remember I was like, I went ran right to the shop and was shopping and I got attacked. I'm like, what the crap? I was like, I thought this was a safe room. No, it's not. Nothing is safe in this game. Much like how it would be if you were on a spaceship covered with monsters. So, yeah. Why would you expect anywhere to be safe? <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's where I stopped. That's where we'll leave off. If you would like to send an email, it is drew at ztgd.com. Uh, you can also tweet to us. I am at DML Fury. Matt is at REMGS. And the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. But um, I'm enjoying it. I'm having a blast with it. I think. Uh, I wonder if it's going to overstay its welcome. If you remember correctly, Dead Space 2 felt maybe an hour too long, right? I don't remember this one being super super long though. I don't I don't either, but I feel like the developers are gonna be like we have to add a little bit, otherwise they'll just say we just copied and pasted. I, I could be wrong. I think there's twelve chapters in this game. And we're on chapter three. Um I I don't know, maybe not. I, I'm I'm afraid that we may it may overstay its welcome by about thirty to forty five minutes. We'll see. As long as it doesn't feel repetitive, I don't think that I'll get that feeling. Yeah. And and I mean not repetitive encounter-wise so much as repetitive like level structure-wise. Sure. Um and and so far they've they've it's really been an improvement there for me. So I I I I've really enjoyed that aspect of it. And I haven't had really even the inkling of of the issue that I had the first time around. So I'll be interested to see if they continue to I just, I, I guess, just vary up the, the, the travel paths and the, the the gameplay loops. Yeah. Like there hasn't really been a single boss fight yet. I guess maybe the captain. The captain, but if, that's if anything, I think that's like a mini boss fight. Yeah. That's a good question. I know. Dead Space One had the parts where you're hanging upside down and a monster's grabbing you and you got to shoot it, right? That was in Dead Space One. I think. Definitely at least uh, one or two. Yeah. So, I haven't ran into those yet. We'll see. That I'm I'm excited. Like, I, I know I didn't put as much time as I wanted to in this first play session, but I'm definitely going to be grinding into it this, this coming week. So, but that's going to be it for us. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. Send those emails in. Send them about anything. I don't care. Just, just give me something. We'll talk. We'll give us a topic to talk about. We can talk about it. But uh, yeah, 
Until next time, I'm Drew. And I'm Matt. And we are out of here. You guys have a great week, and we will be back next week with the continuation of Dead Space.